Laura, thank you for joining us and contributing about your journey with the Enneagram and your personal growth. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So you identify with point two. What was it that you learned about point two that has had the most impact and transformational effect on your life? I think that one of the many gifts that the learning about my Enneagram type has given me is that it has shown me that the path to awakening and integration for two is actually to develop and be more engaged with all parts of myself, that it's given me permission to develop a richer and deeper inner life, and that through developing that deeper inner life, I'm able to be in the world and give more freely and more joyfully and that actually there is no separation between um, giving of oneself and, and receiving, that it's all this just beautiful circle that, that goes on. Hmm. So do you find that there's been a direct correlation? I mean, you're inferring that, but maybe you could say a little bit more about the direct correlation between being aware of and contributing more aspects of yourself and deeper parts of yourself and receiving from others? I think that perhaps in the past I felt as though giving to others in whatever way I was doing it at the time was kind of one of my soul gifts that I thought that I was here to sort of solely be of service to others in perhaps a particular way. And now I feel that through developing other aspects of myself, perhaps uh, personal pursuits that I just enjoy for the sake of enjoyment or um, studying something that perhaps on the surface is just for my own education, that there actually is a way that me becoming more of the person that God wants me to be, that that is a gift unto itself to the world. And that I receive so much from the universe by doing that. And and therefore, I'm, I'm a happier, fuller, um, more satisfied person. And that I'm not so much looking to others to um, fulfill those parts of myself because I can meet some of my own needs and therefore I'm freer to give because that's just my nature. I mean, that's just what I do because it's just a part of who I am. There, There's an effortless to it and a joy. And do you find that people are loving what you give even more than they used to because there's more of you, more depth to what you are bringing to them? I'd say that the... um for the most part, yes, for the most part. Um, some older family relationships, there's been some tension and um, some shifting in the paradigm. I've felt some resistance um, from the other people. But I've also been able to meet that resistance with uh, love and with kind of tenderness because I think it's speaking to something going on within them that's being unmet. And... uh 
perhaps I'm able to help them in that regard and perhaps I'm not, but I feel a little more peace that it isn't solely up to me to try to make it better for someone else, that I face that the more I'm able to cultivate my own inner life, uh, the more I have more energy to also uh, be freer to give other people freedom as well. I don't have to come to others to try to control their process or control how they might feel about my process or they might feel about me. So that sounds like not only a more liberated relationship but a really um, deeply satisfying relationship. Yeah, because it's more authentic ultimately. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely. So what would you tell people if you could just tell them one thing about building a healthy and and wondrous relationship with the two, what would you want them to know about that? Uh, Well, I would say be kind, um, be generous, uh, offer to help us. (laughs) And I I would also say uh, ask questions about us. Ask questions about our interests our passions, our pursuits, and be curious about who we are. And uh, ask our opinion about issues and uh, value our intellects. So before you were aware of that, Laura, before you were aware of the Enneagram and the fact that you might have been sort of giving that part of yourself away um, in that you're not, you know, not really even developing it as much. Did you feel that people didn't really ask as much about you and what your needs were and what your intellect was? I don't think I was aware that I wanted people to know those sides of me. I didn't think that I valued those aspects of myself enough. And perhaps in the past I tried to share those aspects of myself in childhood or in earlier relationships in my life and I felt unseen or unheard in some levels and so I stopped trying um, to reveal those parts of my deeper self. So the Enneagram, as I said earlier, in some ways it really gave me permission that uh, understanding that the integration of the, the two really goes to the higher sides of four. Um, deeper intimacy with self and other and with all that is. And um, a deep love of beauty and um, creativity and expression. And, and uh, you know, I, that's really my nature, my true nature. And it felt like a... I felt like the universe saying, "Yes, yes, this is this is your this is the door to awakening." Mm-hmm. So, what do you love about being a two? Uh, perhaps I feel a lot of delight. I feel a lot of delight and wonder about the world, um, and I see I see beauty in everyone. I um, is is it okay if I give a an example? Sure. I uh, 
when I was working as an intern, um, working on my master's degree in pastoral counseling, I uh, was working with a client who had been convicted of being a pedophile. And I remember that no one in our department wanted to work with him. And, you know, I, I, he, he was a part of the SOAR, the organization that I was with where he had the right to receive a certain number of counseling sessions. So I we sat in a meeting, and, and I was the only counselor there that was willing to work with this person. And I remember sitting with him, and I felt really fortunate that of no doing of my own, I was just able to sit with him as a whole, flawed, beautiful human being. And I was just able to hold all of him uh, while I was with him. Um, and was able to, I hope, provide whatever counsel he needed at that time to get through. Uh, he was going through a personal loss at the time, and I felt really fortunate that I just was able to sit with him without judgment over uh, what he had done, and um, and he wasn't all of one thing. He was a complicated human being, so I, I feel like that is, the gift of being a two. Hmm. Really that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So, Laura, this has been really generous of you, and I'm wondering if you would be willing, or if you might want to say something to your fellow twos around the globe who may be listening to this. <laughs> um. I would say, uh, well, I feel a lot of joy when you say that. I feel a lot of happiness and um, I feel a lot of light when you say that. So, uh, But what I, I think I would like to say is uh, that we're all here to bring more light into the world. And by allowing that light to fill us, our bodies, our minds, and our spirits, then the greater our capacity to help heal the world and awaken ourselves and that there's just no no boundaries to what what we're capable of doing thank you laura many blessings on your journey thank you edward thank you so much for giving your time today to this project no problem i'm glad to help so you identify mostly with point two. Can you say yes. a little bit about what it is that you learned about Enneagram point two that has had the most impact and transformational effect on your life? Um, yeah, I would say that I, um, like the most impact was that I wasn't alone or crazy and in the way I love and kind of move through my life. So that was very affirming that there's was like a whole section of the Enneagram that was devoted to people like me. <laughs> so I, it made me feel not alone, which was like great because I felt alone. I felt alone most of my life. Um, and then as I kind of got into it, I, um, I started to realize that 
I was looking for love to come to me in sort of at the same level I was capable of loving. Um, so, so that was like the beginning of the most transformational part. I, I was looking for that, especially like in intimate relationships. So, um, like realizing that, that I was actually looking for love and not only giving it was sort of a shift in my own transformational growth work. And it like took that, took my, took my own growth work, I would say like to a whole new level. And I became much more introspective. And I guess the outcome of all of that is that I, I had to learn to love myself as well, at the same level I was loving the people around me. And I had to do that to be like truly unconditional, like to have no expectation of the return of that love. That's really beautiful. And you said something too, that was, um, seems to me like an important nuance is that you said you were looking for people to love you in the same way, in the same level that you were loving them. So yes. as you began to love yourself more, did that all relax? Yeah, that all relaxed for sure. <clears throat> because I, it was, yeah, it was like a whole new realization um, about myself. Like I hadn't realized that that's how I was operating. You know, it was a, a little, um, <clears throat> a little nuance that I wasn't conscious of that. I was actually expecting something to come back. I thought I was just a great lover and why in the world are people not loving me back? <laughs> but I didn't realize it was a need. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, that's the piece I really wanted to start working on. So when you, got, when you got to that place or as you were working, I think it's always a work in progress for all of us. Yes, yes, yes. Still. Did you feel like you had actually been missing some of the ways that people were loving you and now you were able to see it? <clears throat> oh, without a doubt. Um, like the whole Enneagram like brought a whole new perspective to that very point you know that people operate in such different ways and there was some some way that I was expecting people to operate the way I did because I was so loving <clears throat> but it just wasn't coming back so yeah like coming to those realizations it helped me really relax and move into my own transformation beautiful and how does it feel the more that you felt like you were able to love truly unconditionally? How does that feel to you and your body and your heart? Um, well, I mean, I've been you know, working on this for a very long time. So, I mean, at this point in my life, it just feels very natural. Um, I don't feel really any conflict or judgment of other people. Or, I mean, I, I certainly can have my feelings hurt and that sort of thing. I'm 
a human being. But I, um, I, I feel really relaxed. In this. Beautiful. So if you could say one thing to people of other types, mm-hmm. the other eight types about how to create a healthy relationship with type twos, what would your advice be? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's a, that's kind of a tough one because, um, well, two kind of operate at so many different levels. Well, I guess every, everybody operates at different levels kind of based on their consciousness and self-awareness. Um, I'd say if you at the high end of the spectrum, if you're kind of in relationship with a really healthy two, great, like run with it, enjoy it, um, enjoy everything they have to give you and don't even worry about trying to give back to the two everything that they're giving you. Um, There's like no need to feel less than, there's no competition, the two is just there. Um, At the other end of the spectrum, if they're a really unhealthy two, I would say run. Like, (laughs) (laughs) be careful, um, because I think an unhealthy two can be very manipulative and judgmental and needy. And I guess in in an intimate relationship, one would have to question if they wanted to really delve into that sort of relationship. In a therapeutic relationship, it would be great. You know, it's like, I think it's great to work with twos that need to evolve and become more self-aware. Right. And then I was sort of laughing as you were saying that, because I thought, well, would you say that about all nine types if they're unhealthy run? And I think that that what you're sort of demonstrating is that um, you really, twos really want to be good and loving. So as you've realized these less healthier, you want to, you want to save people from that, but also I'm sure that you know that as you've worked with yourself, that you're, it's okay for you to be human and not perfect and still still lovable. (laughs) So Edward, there's this recording, this, project here is going to be listened to by people around the globe for hopefully years to come. So this is just a little moment of an opportunity. What would you like to share with your fellow Enneagram type twos around the globe? Hmm. Um, well, I, I, I guess I would say that it's very important to uh, like fine tune our self-awareness um, to like really go inside and be totally honest with ourselves about who we are. Um, are we loving, compassionate, and empathetic um, without expecting anything in return? I mean, that's, that's where I want to hang out. I think that's the ultimate goal and I think it's extremely important to do spiritual practice and 
meditate and really go in to your own psyche and be honest and clear of how we're doing in the world. That's really beautiful. What a wonderful vision about being truly empathic, compassionate, and loving. I think that you said it was the goal. I think it's probably the goal for everyone. So thank you for being yeah. to and lighting the way. Mm. Well, I'm, you know, still a work in progress. And, but I'm working very hard at that. I, I think it's extremely important that we all evolve and become self-aware. I mean, we're living in very interesting times right now. And <clears throat> the more conscious we become as individuals, the more we can help people that are really suffering and, and need help and some understanding. So. Thank you. That's very beautiful, Edward. Many blessings on your journey. Mm, thank you. <laughs>